Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to Every Version Ever. Today's episode in our Peter and the Wolf series is really obscure, as are most of the episodes in this series, but this one is a TV special from 1958 starring Art Carney, so as obscure as most of the episodes going forward will be, this one might be one of the most obscure ones. Besides being a vehicle for Art Carney's comedy, the special also features the puppetry of Bill Baird. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. His, you may not know his name, but his puppets you might recognize. Bill Baird was actually the puppeteer behind the Lonely Goat Herd segment on The Sound of Music. Those puppets had a very distinct style, and if you watch this special, I think you'll recognize it in a lot of the characters here as well. Joining me for this episode is my cousin Sarah. She ended up doing a bunch of the episodes in the Peter and the Wolf series with me, but I guess that's only fitting since she inadvertently inspired the whole series. Okay, so this is a very random find. <laughs> this is one of those things where I decide to do a story and then I just start searching the internet and I find something weird and want to cover it. And once you told me that it was, I don't know, vintage and funny, I was more in. Not that mm -hmm. I wasn't willing to do it, but... Well, once when, once I figured out exactly what it was, I figured you kind of would be interested, especially... Well, and we didn't even talk about this. I just, I think I told you, but the puppets are the bard puppets or bared puppets, which is, I guess, the same people who did the puppets in the Lonely Goat Herd scene in Sound of Music. Which I had already forgotten about, but I was thinking about it when the woodsman came along, I think. <laughs> they, they, they move the same the, way. Either that or the grandpa. It's a very specific movement like that those puppets have. More mm. than just, like, a regular marionette. They just have this certain... I don't know. It, it's hard to describe if you haven't seen... <laughs> I mean, most everybody, I would hope, has seen Sound of Music. So if you've seen Sound of Music, you know how they move. And kind these of move the same way. like, limbs spread out a little bit more, maybe a little more fluid. Yeah, kind of jiggly. They don't... They sort of act like they walk, but they're sort of, like, floating over the ground. Sure. <laughs> But yeah, other than them, they don't really have, I think the the two people that do all the voices is Bill Baird and Cora Baird, which I'm assuming are husband and wife. And other than that, the only other voice is George S. Irving, who I'm not really familiar with, but he was in some old specials like a Rankin-Bass special and a Raggedy Ann and Andy thing. Which I've probably seen both things from the 70s and uh, kind of popular at the time so I guess people probably would have known who he is he played the wolf and then Art Carney was the main star of this because this is Art Carney meets Peter and the wolf which I know him more by name than by actually same the, the, the weird thing is I know him more now because this is the second thing in a couple of months that I've covered with him because he was also one of the main human stars of the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> he was a bit older in that one. Probably like 30 years older. Because this is 58. Mm -hmm. And the Star Wars... Well, no, maybe 20 years older. The Holiday Special was like late 70s. I believe. Not 100% sure which what year it was. 
Either way, it's like 20 years after this, so that, a bit that older. sounds kind of like a lunchbox that would come out after a popular movie or something. Like, oh, let's make this into a holiday special. <laughs> Even though that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think they did that kind of a lot at the time. They don't do that as much now, but you'll still get it with, like, DreamWorks films for some reason. Like, DreamWorks has to make holiday specials out of all their movies. Like, even How to Train Your Dragon has a holiday special. Really? Yeah. Th- th- you know stuff that I don't know. I haven't even seen it. I just know it exists. It's probably not worth it. I mean, maybe it would be cute if you were lying sick on the couch and <laughs> needed something. But. Maybe it's amazing. I don't know. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I don't know. Say. I just know that DreamWorks, for some reason, they're, they're like, every it's, couple of years they make a new holiday special for some reason. So it's not dead. It's just continuing on. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can find them if you know where to look. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we should probably talk about this. This TV special. At first, when this started, I was like, how is this Peter and the Wolf? Because it's Art Carney walking through the woods with all these animal puppets singing a song that has nothing to do with Peter and the Wolf. There's no Peter and the Wolf music. It was very random. and There was a lot of build-up to the actual Peter and the Wolf. Yes. And it has a lot of 1950s-style humor, some of which is hilarious and some of which is just like... I suppose corny. (laughs) Yes. My favorite part was with the hat. (laughs) <laughs> oh. the, the favorite my favorite character has to be what was it squirrel yeah it the one squirrel. with his hat yeah there's a squirrel that keeps making references to making his hat into a nest and like at one point tries when, to steal it when he wouldn't yeah yeah and he's when he's going to talk to the wolf he's like says something like when you're dead can i have your hat or something like that. no my favorite part is where he was just kind of attacking him trying to steal <laughs> <That's> the hat <laughs> <laughs> it was because the squirrel's a hand puppet so it was basically like somebody was grabbing was grabbing his hat off his head <laughs> through a tree <laughs> but yeah it was very random lots of puppets at the beginning and then there's also this dog this is reminding me of alice <laughs> Like, let's throw a romance in where there was none. <laughs> I suppose. I didn't think of it like that. This but nearsighted hound dog. Instead of the white rabbit and the duchess. Yes. But yeah, there's this nearsighted dog who thinks he's in love with this water spaniel, which is actually the duck from yes. Peter and the Wolf. <laughs> which is kind of, I don't uh, an outgoing blonde duck, I think. Yeah, she makes references to herself being blonde, and she has curls on the top of her head. But this is a black and white special, so I we only know she's this blonde because she said so. This was the 1950s take on the duck. <laughs> yeah, and the dog has this whole long love song about this duck, except it's a water spaniel in his mind. There are songs from this that would be fun to just randomly start <laughs> singing, kind of like the reference to I should have eaten Aesop. <laughs> yeah, the the songs that they added to this were bizarre and random. At some point and I was just kind of imagining somebody sitting around at a piano making up... <laughs> This the, making up the song. But listen, maybe that's what happened. Well, like, I'm sure. They, I mean, this one. It, maybe in there was particular, a whole team. It had a line that. <laughs> it's the only line that stuck with me. 
The dog says, pardon the warp in my woo. Or was it woof? <laughs> I thought he was saying woo. That was woof. I don't know, but it was weird either way. And he said it multiple times. So just going to the grocery store and randomly start singing that. <laughs> Especially while buying dog kibble. <laughs> Maybe you get the aisle to yourself. People blocking the aisle trying to have conversations. Just randomly start singing from this special. Do a little dance. Start doing That would the, be a way to make people clear out of your start way. Start doing the fake sewing thing that he did. That seemed to be a thing back in the era. Just pretend that you're threading a needle and attach it to stuff and yourself. And in this case, it was bunnies. But That's true. But also, I'm, I know you wouldn't have seen it, but that used to be a Conan O'Brien thing, too. I mean, his late I've, night show. I've seen it where it was like you thread the invisible needle and you thread it into your clothing and then you can like move your arm. He, he did it with Conan did it with his hips. Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> um, but now I'm like, I had this thought while we were watching this, and maybe everybody would still know what it was, but would everybody still know what that is? Like, if you were to stand there and pretend to thread a needle. I mean, they probably could get it from context clues because it hasn't completely died if Conan's still doing it, but it's a not like it's a very. Would the children know? Well, children probably wouldn't, especially if they've never seen someone sew, but adults probably would be able to figure it out. Okay. Anyways, all the animals of the forest are trying to figure out ways to get rid of this wolf. And at some point, Art is, like, napping on the ground, and they want the rabbit to wake him up, and they tell the rabbit to go stomp on him. (laughs) 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 That cracked me up for some reason. But they've elected him to get rid of the wolf because apparently he's not afraid of the wolf, which he says he is. But all the animals think he isn't. Compared to them, they're tiny and helpless. He probably looks big and brave to these puppets and this 1958 special. Yes. But then there's this trio of crows that have the idea to go... I like the crows. They have the idea to just go bother the wolf until he leaves. Crows are awesome. (laughs) In general. But that's probably why I liked these crows. Mm. They're talking about how it's the only way that they know is to just (laughs) basically (laughs) yell until he goes away. But then they were very ornery about it. And they had tiny hats. (laughs) Yes. But then the wolf launches into a song saying that he sees himself as some sort of Robin Hood figure for some reason. And he says that he'll rob from the rich, but if the rich are running out of gold, he'll reluctantly rob from the poor. (laughs) And he had eyelashes. And then at some point after his big number, he's off crying and Art finds him and he's just in tears over everyone hates him which and is interesting because they had like real water they must have like rigged up a little squeezy thing on the yeah. inside for the hand yeah his eyes were leaking through this through his bouts of bawling because he had more than one scene where he was just sobbing he was such a faker <laughs> yes this was one of the better parts because he was talking about his take on all of the fables that that were 
going around about him. Mm -hmm. That yes, this was hilarious because he's he's feeling sorry for the wolf and he's telling the animals that they need to accept him, but the animals aren't buying it. And they're asking him about like, well, what about little red riding hood? And then the wolf <laughs> is like, she was a sick little kid <laughs> talking about how she, she went around with a, with a gun in her basket. Yeah, it wasn't like goodies or anything. <laughs> and he was trying to protect grandma. And if it hadn't been for the woodsman coming along, she'd have shot him. And this, you have this scene with, Puppet Red Riding Hood chasing Puppet Wolf, <laughs> and Red Riding Hood just firing her puppet yeah, gun. He's through. wearing a little shawl and nightcap or something. <laughs> that was my favorite it was, part. It was very, uh, it was very much Jonathan humor. <laughs> and they were wrong about uh, the little boy who cried wolf, and they were wrong about the three little pigs. The three little pigs just <laughs> tore their houses down to throw stuff at him. Like, they ran out of stuff to throw at him because they just hated him, so they were destroying their houses so they could throw things at him. Yes, and he could still was... feel their, he could still feel, the, feel their little pig hooves. <laughs> that was a very hilarious line. Yes, the that was his dumbest excuse was the pigs tore their own houses down but yeah at one point they yeah. were like tromping all over him and you can still <laughs> feel their little hooves or something <laughs> like that that, was, the, that whole scene was hilarious and then he's has this other take that sort of he's trying to turn all the animals against each other talking about he's not their enemy and he's asking each individual an animal am I your enemy and then each animal says, this other animal is their enemy. Whatever eats them. Yes. Probably the most. Yes. Their kind the most. But he won't ask the rabbit. The rabbit, yeah. the rabbit is begging to be asked if the wolf is her enemy, and he will not ask her. And then I think they were supposed to deliberate and decide what they were going to do about him, and then he was just going to slip out and get a bite to eat. <laughs> yes, because at that point he sees Peter off in the distance. And then you get the actual story of Peter and the wolf. Which didn't, it seemed kind of disjointed because you went into the whole classical bit with very little dialogue after you'd had a lot of dialogue mm -hmm. and random songs. Yeah, this whole, this whole scene with the actual story, there is some dialogue, but it's few and far between. And it's also really random. Like the bird and the duck are arguing about whether birds should fly or swim. But this, if you actually took away the beginning and the end, you could just have an edited version of mm -hmm. that, and it would work. Yeah. It, basically, this was a vehicle for Art Carney to be funny. Sure. <laughs> it seemed like a really good program for kids. Yeah. It was entertaining. I mean, we laughed, so it's not yeah. just for kids, I guess. But yeah, you've got base, the basic story of Peter and the Wolf, the bird and duck, the cat attacks, and the cat is weirdly skinny. Yeah, the legs on the cat were kind of messed up. <laughs> I mean, maybe I shouldn't view them that way, but they just looked kind of wrong. It's not like they were terrifying or anything, but mm -hmm. if it was in the dark and you didn't know what it was, it might be. Same with the grandpa and the woodsman. <laughs> Peter was not creepy. The woodsmen were the weirdest human puppets. Yeah, because they had these extremely bowed legs most of the time when they were moving. 
I think they were capable of bringing their legs closer together, but that's not how they did it. So, yeah, the movement, the look, they looked like they weren't wearing pants, but they probably were at least shorts. I don't know. It's hard to tell with black and white. Yeah. Well, then you have the wolf eating the duck, and the boy then is trying to capture the wolf. He escapes his grandfather because his grandfather locks him up. Do they really show him locking him up, or is it more like, go home, bud? And I don't know that he shows it shows him locking him up, but he, like, comes out, gets him, and takes him home. And right. then Peter climbs over the gate. Or, since they're marionettes, he sort of slowly floats up and over <laughs> the gate. <laughs> Carefully, so as not to entangle the puppet. <laughs> yes. And then he captures the wolf by the tail, and the hunters dance in, and... They all take the wolf away in a parade through the woods. And then you go back to this. I, I want to say the main story, but like we, that was the main story. But well, you're back to the I stuff think, with art. Is it before or after the parade where the grandpa's like, he, he was a smart boy or something like that, but he's also lucky because it could yeah. have been the wolf? It was, but I think in the same scene, like the parade is happening and he's talking about. He's lucky that the wolf was... He caught the wolf rather than the wolf catching him. Yeah. Yeah, and then back to art. Yes. And all the animals are now fighting, and the mouse is holding a sign that says, Down with the owl. (laughs) (laughs) And then the dog comes back and says that he saw the wolf eat his sweetheart because the wolf ate the duck, which the dog thought was a water spaniel. Yes, and Art didn't have the heart to tell him at first. But thankfully, the truth finally does come out after a while here. Yes, the wolf is, like, begging for justice, saying he didn't do it, and he gets a lawyer, which is a weasel, <laughs> weasel. with giant teeth. <laughs> the and puppet design was pretty good on the weasel. And not giant, like, weasel teeth, like giant human teeth, which was mildly creepy. Well, they basically tried to give him sort of a shady... Yes cunning type of face mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of funny that they used the the weasel as a lawyer and I don't this is probably a coincidence but years later in the most recent Muppets thing the Muppets have a lawyer called Joe the legal weasel yeah and but the Muppet weasel is much cuter than this one <laughs> I can believe that yes <laughs> Yeah, they they hold this trial for the wolf, and the dog, of course, is nearsighted, so he thinks that the wolf didn't eat a duck. He ate his, I shouldn't say his girlfriend, but his sweetheart, because this duck didn't have any idea that the dog was... <laughs> the one he was worshipping from afar, who he couldn't yes, properly yes. see. And then, and then Art has to tell him that it was actually a duck. Yes. Because it was lousing up the trial. Mm-hmm. But then you sort of tie in the ending of the original story where the duck is quacking inside the wolf and they pull the duck out of the wolf. <laughs> the, like you, you don't actually see it, but it's like it's basically implied that he rolls up his sleeve and shoves his entire arm down the wolf's throat. 
What in the original or just in this one? Because in this one, yeah, you see you see him rolling. I knew it was coming because I could see him rolling up his sleeve yes. and everything. <laughs> and the duck was fine. Yes, but even Which though would be really gross if the duck wasn't fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But even though they've literally just pulled the duck out of his insides, he still denies it. He says yeah. the duck must have wandered in while he was yawning. And then he launches in this whole other song about all these historical people who have died and how now how he's going to share their fate, but he's actually innocent. Boy. And you get more wolf puppet tears. And he's he ends up like begging for forgiveness but then saying that they should the weasel says that they should rehabilitate him and he thinks that they should give him like his own house with 24 7 room service and his name above the door and uh, a list of very unreasonable, unreasonable demands. demands yes but then would you, but, you know what they're building up to I didn't right away, but then when I figured it, I was like, oh, that's very clever. But then you have one more weird musical number where the squirrel says they should get rid of him by making him an entertainer. And then Art demonstrates what an entertainer is by doing this dance with rabbits and pretending <laughs> to have strings attached to them. It was that this was the most random musical number in the whole thing. It's like we need to fill three more minutes. What can we do? <laughs> Let's do a dance. Maybe that's what was happening. But maybe I mean I it was know. a pretty random show anyway. I didn't think too much of it. Yes, the, yes, the whole thing was very random. Other than the Peter and the Wolf thing in the middle, and even that had a few little bits of randomness in it. But then after that you get the actual conclusion where he gets all of his wishes because they take him to the zoo and he's locked in a cage with his name above the door and he gets room service. <laughs> but he's not talking anymore and he's so sad. <laughs> I couldn't tell because it was black and white, but did he have like something on his mouth preventing him from talking? That's what I assumed. Oh. Well, he would have to eat. True. I don't know. So you can feel bad for him if you want to or not, if you don't want to. Whatever you feel like. It's a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's basically the end. Sadness. <laughs> Animal oppression. <laughs> he deserves it. He deserves his own oppression. Why? Because he for murdered a duck. I mean, he tried to murder a duck. She lived. Shouldn't that be more for, like, robbing the poor? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He also did that. He admitted to that. I guess maybe I've watched too many nature specials because I'm like, wolves gotta eat. There's <laughs> 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 much right to be here as anybody. He serves a purpose. He's, he's an okay guy. <laughs> That's true. It's kind of funny how, depending on how you frame the documentary, you're either rooting for the animal that's running away or the animal that's chasing <laughs> or maybe simultaneously both <laughs> yeah no i've watched enough pbs and read enough about wolves and everything it's like mm. mm -hmm. kind of sympathetic with the wolf here 
And that one that we watched from the 50s was good with the little squirrel. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So this was pretty good. As far as ranking it, the one that we reviewed that was like Czech, Russian, whatever, all the countries. Eastern European. Eastern European. That was still awesome and I would actually, and I would watch that again. This one would be kind of cute if you needed to turn something on for a little kid. Yeah. It's not like horribly violent or disturbing or anything. <laughs> Maybe they'll learn what turpitude is. <laughs> there was a whole song about it. Like how many songs did this have? So many. I would say at least half the runtime was songs if if well, more than half of you count the Peter and the Wolf segment because that's a whole piece of music. So yeah. Good little historical piece. An interesting find when I went down a YouTube rabbit hole. Yep. (laughs) So far I haven't seen any of these that have been bad, but I'm sure we could find one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's probably all for now. We will maybe see you in another one. Probably. Thanks for listening to this episode of Every Version Ever. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to the Every Version Ever YouTube channel. Make sure to follow my co-hosts as well. Any relevant links will be in the description for easy access. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.